good! It's good! Jason Battle at the buzzer! And JCU wins! They stun number 23! Ruin here at the buzzer! The shot and the call heard round the country. New Jersey City University stunning Rowan with six points in the final 5.2 seconds. You heard the call by Tim Moore on Gothic Vision. That's the broadcast team for all of the home games for New Jersey City University. What a way to start the show. Whew. This is the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. My name is Brian DiNovellis. Now, in case you didn't hear, or even if you did, that play was the top play on SportsCenter's Top 10. Twitter blowing up all morning. As of this recording, the video had been viewed more than 90,000 times on Twitter. And here's what happened. NJCU was trailing Rowan 71-67 with 5.2 seconds left. Now, they're inbounding the ball at half court. They throw it into the corner. Ryan Savoy turns, hits a three with 2.4 seconds left. So NJCU is now down one. Rowan inbounding the ball underneath their own hoop. The inbounder kind of panics. He just floats a pass toward midcourt. And watching it the entire way was NJCU's Jason Battle. He steals it near midcourt and in one quick motion turns, heaves it up. The ball goes off the backboard and in. NJCU wins it 73-71. An improbable, miraculous finish. One of the wildest finishes you'll ever see. And if you're old enough to remember it, I remember Reggie Miller crushing the Knicks with eight points in the final nine seconds. This beat that. This was six points in 5.2 seconds. Absolutely insane. And a game like this, a call like that, deserves to be talked about in the Tri-State. Joining me now on the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast is the head coach of NJCU, Mr. Mark Brown, and the man who hit the game winner, Jason Battle. Gentlemen, thanks for taking time out. Great to talk to you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. So listen, thank you for hitting that shot, Jason. Let's start with you. First of all, what was the feeling like hitting that game-winning shot? Yeah, you can't you can't even explain the feeling. Like it's unimaginable, <laughs> you know? Like that's every like Hooper's dream to hit a game winning shot at the buzzer, you know what I'm saying? Where everybody rushed the court. So it's an amazing feeling, you know, especially winning two in a row now. So I feel like we're kind of rolling and going. And let's try to build on that. Yeah, listen, that that's the right answer. And and you're you're already looking ahead to the next game, but we have so much to talk about, Jason. Is this something that you practice even, you know, before practice, after practice, just throwing up half-court shots, envisioning a game winner? <laughs> I mean, like, of course, you play around. You, you, you do different, you know, different things. But as far as, like, really practicing it, I, I, I'll be sitting up here lying to you saying that I, I practice running to the sideline, saving it, shooting it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just all happened in the moment. And when you're competing that hard, like Coach said, a lot of things go your way and things, like, seem to work out. So, I, I yeah. think that's what happened there. They worked out. And, and when you hit that shot, who were you looking for? What what was going through your mind? I didn't have time to react. But <laughs> as soon as I hit the shot, my teammate, uh, 
Evans, he he came and hugged me and picked me up. And then everybody, my brother and the whole team rushed the court, all the fans. So I didn't really have much time to celebrate and think about anything. Has it set in? Has your phone stopped blowing up? Nah, not yet. <laughs> because, you know, waking up this morning and even last night, like, you know, being on sports and I never expected that, you know. But it definitely is, is a great feeling. Yeah, so you're, you're looking on SportsCenter, top 10 plays, probably something you watch all the time, and there you are at number one. Yeah, like I said, that's every Hooper's dream, to be a number one on SportsCenter, ESPN. Like, I can't even tell you the feeling. It's a proud feeling. I'm happy to do it at NJCU. And, and Jason, that is your hometown, right? You grew up yeah. in the city, played at yeah. Roosevelt Catholic. So is it more special doing it? Right there on on a gym you've probably played on many times. Yeah, um, I was I was I was talking about that with my father last night. Like, it's crazy. Like me and my brother, we used to watch you know um NJCU like growing up. Like when I was probably like seven or eight. Cause my mom worked at NJCU for about I say maybe like maybe 16, 17 years. You know what I'm saying? So I always been around the culture. So it definitely meant, like meant a lot to you know hit that shot there. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what did what did your mother do? She worked uh, she worked at the she, school you said? Yeah, she uh she worked at in a, in, a, in the admissions office. Fantastic. Yeah. So hey, it's great to be home, great to do it on a court that you spent so much time at. Coach, let, let's bring in you, Coach Mark Brown. This is NJCU's in your blood and coach, uh you've been involved in some crazy buzzer beaters over the last few years. You even <laughs> had a yeah. buzzer beater the last time you were on this podcast in 2021. You had a buzzer beater to win the NJAC championship, and here you are again. Right, yeah, happily on the on on the on the good end of it both times too. <laughs> right, amen to that. So so yeah. all right, coach, you're down four with five point two seconds to play. Uh, you're in the timeout. What are you telling the team? Well, the, 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 what makes me proud of these guys is they kept their composure. We didn't panic. Uh, not saying that you know we weren't a little lucky yesterday, but we have a play that we ran, and it was it was drawn up obviously to get the three in the corner, and we drew it up. They ran it to perfection. I would I like like Jason just said. I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say the second part of the plan was to get a tip and for Jason to meet the ball at half court and heave it up. But <laughs> I told the guys today in the locker room when you work hard, good things happen, and we've had a lot of things not go our way this year, right? Uh, we've had a, we've had injuries. We've had guys leave the team. We've had some tough breaks, some tough calls. Uh, so we would do. This, I, I really believe in my heart. This is our time. Uh, my guys that are with me on the roster currently have stuck with me. I really appreciate them. And uh, that was a drawn up play for Ryan Savoy's three. And then we got lucky at the end. But we'll take it. Well, listen, that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you create your own luck. Right. And Coach, sometimes we see, you know, chaos happen at the end of games and you drop a play and it doesn't come to fruition and you have to have a secondary play uh, or the players don't run it right. Um, but to see that happen, um, are, is this something that you practice late game situations for things to happen? Do you prepare for anything like this? Not really. That's a that's a play we run often out of bounds. We don't use use that option. Uh I've kind of gotten away from, you know, when I first started coaching, I, I felt like I overdid it sometimes, uh, practicing late game and situational basketball. 
you know, it's, it's hard to practice, you know, that kind of stuff because it's hard to simulate the crowd, the noise, the pressure, the tension. So we, we just kind of play, you know. I've, uh, my last really 10 to 12 years, we just kind of stick with the basics. Uh, and that's kind of what we train every day. We work on kind of repetition and repeating some of the same things that kind of make things second nature for my guys. But they just did a great job of executing that play and that shot. And that's, you know, without the, obviously that shot from the corner, Jason wouldn't have had an opportunity to win the game for us because it's, I mean, unless he threw up a shot and got fouled on a four-point play, but even then it would have been a tie. So you got to give credit to Ryan Savoy for going out, um, actually for uh, us getting that pass to him and for him squaring his body up and taking that shot, uh, you know, with composure. All in 5.2 seconds. You're right. Everything had <laughs> yeah. to go your way. So right. that ball goes through. Who are you hugging first? What are you looking for? Are you looking at the officials, your your coaches? Who? Well, uh, we didn't have we, we didn't have any timeouts left. So, you know, once Ryan's ball went through and I saw we got a piece of the tip. And once I saw it to Jason, Jason, once I saw it landed in Jason's hands, I knew he was going to heave it up. Uh, he's probably our most cerebral player. So I knew he knew he didn't have much time. Uh, I'm sure he'll tell you he called the bank shot, but he's he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good night. It was a good yeah, night. 100 percent Definitely. Absolutely. So now, coach, you have to come off this emotional high, right? Uh, uh probably the most thrilling win any of these players and coaches have ever had. And right. the significance of that win, putting you in the top six now, only the top six teams in the NJAC qualify for the tournament, correct? Right. So that puts you in sixth place with that win. It hands Rowan their first loss of the season. They were 15 and 0 in conference play. So now you're one game up on, I believe, Ramapo. Yes. And with two games to play. So how do you get your team ready off that emotional high to go play a game three days later? We'll be ready. Uh, we've had some tough losses this year. And the group of guys that I have left, they're dedicated to trying to finish this season out on the high at the highest point and as best as we can for my three seniors. So I'm not really worried about it today. We kind of gave them a light day, day off some shooting tomorrow. We'll get right back at it. We felt like we should, we could have beaten Stockton at home a couple of weeks ago. So we're looking forward to going down there and accepting the challenge. Yeah. That was a close game. You lost by five or six points and yeah. now you're playing the second place team. So it doesn't get any easier You go from the first place team to the second place team. Right. Right. What's the key, Nick? What's the key, Coach? Give us, give us some keys of 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 the game against the Ospreys. It's a tough league. We're used to the competition. This is a really tough league. Uh, last year we lost to Rutgers Camden. They were the last place team at their place. So you got to come to play every night in this league. If you don't, you're going to be in trouble. So the key is to come with the same game plan that we came out with with Rowan. Just execute what we need to execute. Defend. Play together. Take good shots, and 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 we'll see what happens. All right, two games to play in the NJAC regular season. Uh, you have a one-game lead with two to play. So, uh, you know, good luck the rest of the way. But, Jason, I do want to just ask you, coming back to Jersey City, you mm -hmm. started your career at Ramapo. Yes, sir. And you played two years there and came back to to play for Coach Brown. What what went in your decision? Did you just want to be closer to home? What was it? Uh, a little bit of both, you know, um... Uh, you know, just just watching coach and just competing against coach and, you know, seeing, 
you know, his fiery and the way his play style is, you know, just up in your face and, you know, just how he is. I, I kind of wanted to be a part of that culture again. Like, you know, like that's no knock to any other coaches I played for, any other teams I was at, you know what I'm saying? Because they, you know, different programs work for different guys. And I just feel like there wasn't really the best fit for me. And um, I feel like here at Jersey City, like, you know, it's, it's more home. Like you said, we got a culture, you know. No matter what, whether we win in the game or losing the game, we still want to carry ourselves a way that, you know, that represent Jersey City. So, And how's it working out for you? You know, what is it like putting on that uniform for the Gothic Knights and finishing up your career? I mean, it means everything to me, you know. Like, I want to uh, just make sure I, I give, you know, Coach everything I got, you know, for, like for these last few games that I got in my season because it's winding down, you know. So every time I put the jersey on, I'm playing every second like it's my last. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's down for a loser ball, taking the charge, going up, getting a rebound, boxing out, all the little things. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to make sure I don't really take advantage of those things and and just try to capitalize. And what's your degree in, may I ask? What are, what are you working towards? Uh, exercise science. But my okay. end goal, um, you know, I'm going to be a gym teacher, but my end goal is to be a athletic director. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you have some good contacts here, and I'm sure Coach can – steer you in the right direction uh, in that field as well. 100%. All right, Coach Mark Brown, uh, we appreciate the time. And and Jason, congratulations on this win. And as you turn the page, good luck against Stockton and Rutgers Camden as you close out the season and try and qualify for another NJAC tournament. Best of luck to yes, both. Sir. All Thank right. You. Thank you. All right. Hey, there's one game that showed up on Twitter that actually topped this if you can believe it, all the talk on Twitter, all the chatter talking about, is this the greatest finish in a college basketball game ever? Well, lo and behold, there was one game that showed up, USC and Oregon from 1999. It topped it. USC was down five against Oregon with 2.8 seconds left. Remember, NJCU trailed by five with 5.2. So USC trailed by five with less than three seconds and pulled it off. If you want to check it out, go to YouTube, search greatest college basketball comeback of all time, six points in 2.8 seconds. It's amazing. I mean, it's a VHS copy. It's not poor quality. I'd say the quality is fair, but you can see it all. The player for USC is Adam Spinach. Never heard of him. Now, Brian Scalabrini, there's a name that you'll know from the Nets. The redhead played for the Nets, played for the Celtics. Brian Scalabrini, you can see him in the huddle, played for that USC team. But USC was down five, 2.8 to play. Adam Spinach gets the ball, hits a three, and there's only eight tenths of a second left. Eight-tenths of a second. I mean, Oregon, just throw it in. Hit somebody's foot. Something. Game over. So instead, they try to throw a home run ball. It goes toward midcourt. There's three Oregon players back there. But Spinach, who hit the three, read it like a center fielder. He was like a, like a linebacker. Intercepts it at half court and throws it up. Bang! George Raveling, the ex-USC coach, 
is is on play-by-play. He's the color analyst doing it on television for the team he used to coach. And he's going, it's a miracle, a miracle. I bet if the officials went back and checked the replay like they do today and look at the clock, I bet that ball was still on the shooter's fingertips. And maybe it wouldn't have counted. But you know what? It doesn't matter. You can't tell. The video is too grainy, even if you try to slow it down. But like I said, who cares? That is considered the greatest college basketball comeback in terms of not points, but the sheer amount of points in fewest seconds. So now put Travis Spinach right alongside Jason Battle because together you can group them amongst the greatest college basketball comebacks in history. That is our show. And remember, if it happens on the Tri-State, we'll be sure to talk about it right here on the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. Big weekend ahead of college basketball. UConn is at Creighton, Seton Hall is at Villanova, Rutgers is at Illinois, and so much more. Enjoy the games, everyone. I'm Brian DiNovellis. So long.